Hello there, D&D aficionados and good peoples of the role-playing pantheon. Welcome to... Vampires from a Chimney Part 2 A Crimson Nid podcast that will journey with four wayward adventurers into the heart of the Southlands, a land of mystery and adventure, where riches and dangers await those brave enough to cross the wild expanses. My name is Stacy, and my player and game master handle is Dagobah. The campaign setting is Southlands from Cobalt Press. We are using the D&D 5e rule set, and we game using Fantasy Grounds Virtual Tabletop. So, no more to be said. Let's just sit back, stay tuned, and enjoy. What do you guys do when you see... For some strange reason, Clicker pulled this fish out of the water, and all of a sudden, it's not that big. It's like a 10-pound fish. It's not huge. But all of a sudden, you see that Clicker is elbow-deep, arm into the mouth of this fish. I mean, honestly, this isn't the, the weirdest thing that she's done. No, but it's up there with the weirdest thing that she's done. Isn't that right, Bowen? Probably, you know, top 10 weirdest things ever. <laughs> Can we make a YouTube video about it? <laughs> uh, Clicker, what are you doing with that fish? It's almost like a mindless action as you sit there and your hand grabs on inside the fish. As you withdraw your, your hand from outside of the fish's mouth, its eyes gray and it just goes lifeless in your hand and you pull a rapier out of its mouth. What? You're kidding me. How yeah. did you do that? <laughs> okay. I'm gonna, I'm gonna, yeah. So is he gonna, are you, walk out of the water, will you? You walk out of the water with the rapier in hand and the 10 pound blue catfish. So I say, can I just have a look at that rapier? Can I have a look at that fish? <laughs> oh, by, by the way, did you guys take those crystal cups and the pitcher and the wooden tray from the other room? I didn't. No. So, okay, I'll just remove them from the inventory then. So, Clicker, give clicker, us a rapier. Clicker, yeah, Clicker comes out of the water and she's carrying this fish in one hand and the rapier in the other, but it, her eyes are completely on the catfish. And she, while she's walking back up to you, already starts picking the catfish with her beak, trying to pierce the skin to get to the meat. She seems furious in this. Not, not angrily furious, but yeah, she's very bent on getting some food in her mouth very, very fast. I, I, I hold my hand out for the rapier. Y you know, you need to cook that first. Oh, no. Too late. Here we go again. <laughs> Catfish sushi. So... Um, She's I handing, mean, handing you the rapier mindlessly while still picking at the catfish, and now that she has two free hands, she grabs the knife from from her belt out of its sheath and oh you mean slices the dagger that you across. Found? yep 
yeah, slashes okay. across the belly to to open the fish up, and then starts eating. I'll I'll pass the rapier to Thorn and go. Clicker, clicker, don't eat it yet. Don't eat it yet. And Volan is like, hey, share, man. I'll I'll look at um, Volan and go. Uh, do you think if I found a trout, we'd get a, a, a hail bird out of it? Come on, Clicker, work with me, mate. Uh, Put oh, the fish I, down. I mean, I can't make any sense of this at all. Uh, no, that seems crazy. Uh, all right, I'm gonna. Is, is there any fish in there? When you, with your perception, passive perception, yes, you can see dark shadows moving throughout the pond, and in fact, with your passive perception, you also notice from the cage on the lamppost that's in the center of it you see a single sparkling silvery drop fall from that cage and pop into the drop in the water and then you see a fish quickly come up and take it and go back underneath the surface i gotta so take some notes here holy shit is it like liquid mercury or something no well actually give me a you have your perception check. Hmm. What kind of check would you need to be able to tell? Give me a nature check. Oh, that's not good. Off we go. <laughs> you dork. <laughs> <laughs> spin, 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 spin. I'm fine with you. One. Come on, one. Uh. <laughs> it one says zero. 17 for me, but on, on the chat window, it actually says 37. <laughs> Too hilarious. The dice was 17. Anyways. For me, it um, says 10. Really? It's, I've got seven. I got a seven as well. No, when the dice stopped spinning, it stopped spinning on 17 for me, but then the window, it said seven. Right, and for me, the, the dice, the visual said 10. Oh, really? That's out, wow. Just out of interest, how, how big is Clicker? Um, regular size, human <laughs> size, basically. 178 if, if we, centimeters. How much, do you, how much do you weigh? 53 kilograms. We get 53 kilograms. <laughs> Norbert runs up to Clicker pounds. now that he's got the... Norbert runs up to Clicker now that he's got the rapier and picks him up like a, an NFL football and throws him back in the lake, yelling, Get us another one! <laughs> he's, at, he's at least at three or four meals. Do you allow that, Clicker? Mm, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to make a, an athletics check to see if she can hold on to the catfish. The catfish drops with a natural one. Are you going to dodge? No. No, that's that's to to hold on to the catfish while she's being lifted up. And as the catfish drops out of her hands, she immediately starts flailing around and thrashing to get free from Norbert's grip. Volan, in the meantime, dies on the catfish because he's starving to death. And actually, we'll just see. Where did you th throw Clicker? I threw Clicker back into the pond, saying, "Get us another one." But where in the pond? Uh, towards the uh, 
you know, the cagey thing in the middle. All right, then around the, give around me, the same place that this one landed. Then give me a ranged attack. A ranged attack? Are you trying to hit the lamppost? No, no. I'm just trying to get her in the pot, in the pool. I definitely don't want to hit the lamppost. Give me a ranged post. attack nonetheless, because I want to see how accurate you are. By the way, with regards to that nature check... I don't have a ranged attack. Um, well, it's going to be a dexterity throw. And before you roll it, let's just see here. What is your strength? And how much did you say you weigh in pounds, Clicker? 117. That yeah, is okay. just the body weight, though. She is yep. wearing a little bit of clothes. So. Yep, so disadvantage at that ranged attack. So give me your dexterity. Just roll a dexterity. What happens to her thrashing and flailing around? Is that of any relevance? At disadvantage. So roll once more because it's at disadvantage. So 9 plus 2, so 11... So he hucks you towards the pool. Give me a dexterity roll, clicker, or a dexterity saving throw. Mm -hmm. 19. But you manage to land on your feet just at the edge of the pond. You're short. So does my nature check give me anything, by the way, or not? Your nature check. The best that you can tell is that, I mean... it. It reminded you a bit of the sand that you had found in terms of size. Okay. Just a glittery, sparkly thing that looked about that big as it fell into the water. Is there anything in the cage itself? Uh, you can't see from where you're at. I've also given you the rapier. You've given me the rapier? Yeah, that was part of the con, so that... Clicker wouldn't see me coming when I grabbed him and hucked him back in there. That was why I was trying to get the fish and the rapier off him. So he passed it to me, and I know I pass it to you. Right, I'll just put the rapier down. Um, I will, um, I, for want of a, um, my better judgment, I'll try and examine this cage a bit closer. And then possibly uh, the crystal prism, even though, you know, food, my, my belly is rum rumbling ter terribly and everyone else is fishing. Didn't you hear what I said in the, in the private channel? Uh, yes, I know, but I'm trying to keep it um, so that the other people don't know. Ah. Uh. Okay, so you are going to walk into the pool to go towards the lamppost. Well, I want to have a look at the lamppost from the edge of the pool if I can. Ah, okay. If I can't get any more detail from there, then I will head towards the prison. Yeah. Yeah, from where you are, you know that you would need to get up much closer to be able to see in. All you can tell is... Give me a second. Close some windows. The cage looks like it's black in color, and it looks... It looks of the size of, you know, one of those typical domed ceiling bird cages. It's very tiny. But it also gives you it reminds you a little bit of a little bit of a gibbet as well. Or maybe it's a gibbet. How how big is the cage? Is it like a couple of feet? No. Bird sized. It is like oh, a foot at max. Right, okay. All right, so could possibly be uh, a fairy cage uh, prison and, and that's uh, some fairy dust falling in, but uh, hard to say. 
Um, all right, so I'll head towards the prison. Okay. I'm, I'm going to sit on the ground and uh, cut up the fish and give a bit to Volan and eat a bit myself and hold out a piece for Clicker. Clicker is still standing at the edge of the pond and after thrashing wildly to get out of Norbit's grasp, she now stands there in a hunched over position, hands out, ready to jump on anything that she can see. And she looks over over her shoulder for a moment, sees that Bolin, Thorn, somebody is already eating it. And she turns back to the pond and tries to find something that she can throw, something small, like a very small pebble or a very small piece of dirt, something that is going to make a splash that may be attracting fish, and then she's going to jump whenever something comes out. You rock girl. Love your work. Thorn is walking around to the other side, towards the structure. Volan is sitting there with the fillet that you... Actually, how did you manage to cut the things... Norbert without a knife? He dropped his dagger. Oh, did you say you dropped your dagger, Clicker? She dropped, or she rolled a natural one on her athletics to hold on to stuff as she was oh, so being dropped up. The so, fish ca catfish and, your, and your, dagger. Your dagger. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, she dropped everything with that roll. Using the dagger to try to fill it, you make a royal, royal mess, and Volan's like, Norbert, 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 come on. You need a knife, not a dagger. A dagger is for piercing, not for cutting. And, uh, I mean, cook the damn thing. Come on, are you, aren't you civilized? I mean, I'm hungry too, but cook it. You got a box of matches? You don't know how to make fire with wood? And he wanders towards the forest to collect some wood. So as you walk over towards the structure, you noticed, Thorn, fairly clearly that you see that the there is the black opening on the front and it is just overgrown, but it is clearly a prism tent. Hey guys, I think I found some shelter. Um, if you guys are interested, oh, and I just look over them sort of Norbit's um, just happily eating away in, in raw fish. Um, Clicker is about to jump in the pool again. What is a prism tent? Sorry. I mean, it's it's just triangular in the shape of a triangle prism, that kind of tent. Prison or prism? Prism. With an M. Okay. M for Mary. Right. Come on, Volan, let's go have a look at the tent. Volan is still collecting some wood. Volan's collecting wood. Well, I'm going to wander across the other side. And then have to open the door and knock. And Clicker, you give me a history check. Are you a Volan history check? Clicker. No oh, Clicker. Okay. So Clicker, you recall back in your days in your home city and stuff like this times with some family friends you remember hearing stories about this method of fishing called noodling 
where you would try to find a hole. There would be fish at the bottom of the hole that you would stick your hands under and kind of tickle their bellies and catch them like this. You figure you might be able to give that a try. So if you want to try that. What did you just say? Noodling a hole with a fish in it and you tickle their bellies? What? Yeah, so in the ponds there are deeper there's deeper holes inside bodies of water. Okay. And some fish like to sleep in the deeper holes or mm. lay at rest. Hey, I mean you found a uh, a um rapier in one of these fish. What what's the harm here? <sighs> no, no, I was just very very confused because the one thing you guys notice too is there's no way a rapier would fit inside that body of that fish. That fish is not big enough to hold a rapier. Absolutely impossible. That's why I was so enthusiastic about chucking him back in. Her. Sorry, her. <laughs> okay, so... Clicker, after not seeing any fish move, even after she's thrown in some, some fake bait, she's gonna slowly walk into the water and start looking for any crevices or holes that fish may be hiding in okay. and goes there and give me another survival check and what did you say you were going to do thorn at the at the tent uh knock on the door and possibly open it you knock there is i mean looking at the tent it is clear to you that the undergrowth has just grown over it. This is not by this is not by human hands. This is just nature slowly starting to grow. But the tent looks like it's still in really good shape. There's no answer and you can readily pull back the pull back the opening flap to open it up. All right. I'll I will do so. The light from the dim light from the clearing you can see on the insides and you notice that the the tent looks relatively well outfitted with stuff inside of it. What what kind of stuff? Is it food? You see what looks like some bedrolls. Looks like over there, maybe that looks like arrows. You see the shininess of what looks like some maybe some knives. Maybe a flask. Oh, look, there looks like there's some parchment over there. Oh, definitely collect the parchment. And the party sheet is all the stuff that you see inside the tent. Does it have any cooking magazines? Because we clearly need some. Got a set of thieves tools. You don't know that. That's right, you're not there yet. So, Thorn, you go in and you see all of that stuff. Norbert was on his way to check out whatever, when you mentioned the tent, his eyes started to light up. Volan was still gathering wood. And Clicker, you rolled really, really well. You've got this, you can see, you can definitely see that there's a fish there in one of the dark spots and you're just slowly moving. And it's just, just a matter of time, but you will get it. 
So while those guys are sorting through this stuff, you, you'll just be focused on catching that next fish. And as you are sitting there thinking of the fish, I'm going to drag you into the other channel again, Clicker. The thing is, as you're sitting there, you know, you're aware that your companions have found something that they're looking into, but you also know that you're hungry and you want to feed yourself and your companions. So you're focused on this, but your mind goes back to that moment when that fish looked at you and something passed and you're not sure. Like it's, it's not that you speak fish and it's not like this, this fish speaks any of the languages that you speak, but something happened there. And you got the sense that there was a fulfillment of sorts. Some sort of fulfillment related to need. Okay. Makes sense. In the fish or in clicker? In clicker. It the, it, so not the fish was expressing the need or some need being fulfilled. It was clicker feeling that. Yes. And it fulfilled mm -hmm. in two different ways. One is a nourishment, the other in something you felt that you needed. Okay. Yeah, since this understanding with the fish was so natural and self-explanatory up to the point that she, of course, just stuck her hand in and grabbed a rapier out. Yeah, of course. Everything just... Even though the rapier was like three times the size of the fish. Right. To, to her, it just seems very, very normal. It's just... Yep. There's this understanding in her head that it's the most common thing. There's nothing to worry about. So she's focused on getting more fish yes. for nourishment. Perfect. Okay. I'll drag you back. Mm -hmm. Unless there's anything else? Mm-mm. Okay. Okay, so Volan, after having gathering some wood, will rejoin you guys walking up to, having noticed you've clearly gone into this structure and heard that you mentioned Tanti comes over, he's got an armful of different sized woods and whatnot, and some dead wood that he's collected at the forest edge for kindling and whatnot. And he's bringing that over to the tent? Yep. So we're at the tent, we're cleaning out the tent, and we are going to light a fire and cook the fish. Okay. You can't see the position of the sun very well, but you can see by how the light is casting through the trees and whatnot, that you have a good sense that it's still very early in the morning. While that's happening, once I've collected a few things, um, I'm going to go and uh, get a little water in the flask um, and then I'll go to the uh, glade where we came in um, and source a one of those flowers that was in the glade, um, scrunch it up into a flask to try and make some sort of coloured liquid, start uh, copying the um, sigils onto a spare piece of parchment. And I'm going to start churning out a sling. You can. I'm just thinking. With your cartographer's tools, if you tie them to 
wisdom and give me that roll. In the tower? No, it can be in the open. That'll be fine. Oh, an eight. Okay. Roll of three. One second. I have list here. Just one second. Clear filters. Okay. There's a multitude of flowers that are growing inside the meadow. But, I mean, nothing that you particularly recognize. So you end up choosing a flower that just really seems... I mean, it's a dark-colored flower, so you think that it will work, and you tr start scrunching it up and using a bit of the water from the pool to, like, in a pestilence-type way to try to create some kind of something that can be used as a dark ink you know that this is probably going to take you the better part of an hour. That's fine. This is important. So I'm going to be doing it. And I too will be doing something that will take an hour as well. And how are you going to be constructing this sling? I've got 50 feet of silk rope and I am going to use that because that should be uh, pretty good at it. So I'll take three feet four feet off it and weave up a, a sling for the thorn okay so you will need in order to do that to take your sewing kit and you will tie it to your dexterity and you're going to roll it at disadvantage because you don't actually have the proper tools to do sewing and clicker roll me the percentile dice again <laughs> That's unbelievable. Is that the exact same 34 as before? Yeah, it is. Exact same 34. Roll me the d6 again. And two again. <laughs> gonna be another catfish. It is indeed. That is some real, real coincidence. 34 for the percentile, two on the d6. So you're very focused on what you're doing, Clicker. You know, you'd seen them off. You've seen some of your companions moving about in the meadow and stuff as you focus in. And you slowly creep your hand inch by inch into the position and grab it. And there you did. You managed to grab it. You pull back and you pull out another blue catfish that is 10 pounds. Mm, what a coincidence. Not going to go hungry. It's probably, it's probably the mating partner or one of the same flock. Flock of, of fish, obviously. Does this catfish also have a rapier inside it? Clicker, when you look into the eyes of this fish, more in control of yourself after having taken a, a beak full of raw fish, you control your urge and you look once more at the eyes, but you don't see that this time around. Mm -hmm. It's just a fish. Just a fish. And the other one was just a fish with a rapier inside. Nothing out of the ordinary here. The fish continues to look at you, and every once in a while, its mouth opens up. Doing that fishy thing with its mouth. Trying to suck in air, but not getting any, and looking at you, eyes wide. Trigger is going to kill it before eating. That's for sure. So... Since you said she's she's taking a big chunk before looking into its eye, 
why then it give must me a wisdom check You wonder, having come to that realization before, you wonder, is it about mimicking the same thing or is it about sharing? And you wonder what would happen if you give this to one of your companions. Yeah, she looks, she looks at, at the fish and leaves it alive. And quickly hurries over to, to the tent. Guys! Guys! Olin's preparing a fire, and I don't know what Norbert's doing. He's making a sling. Uh, Norbert was about to start making a sling. He was just waiting for other things to happen. And he looks up as Clicker comes running across. Mate, you've got another one. Good on you. Yes, look at him. And whoever seems to be ready to accept the fish first gets the fish. So I'll look at the fish. As he hands it to me. Gee. And you too, you look into the fish's eyes and the eyes pierce your soul. And you too get this profound understanding that passes between you and this tiny food. Its mouth opens wide to you and you stick your hand in. And you too stick your hand deep, deep, deep down past your elbow and you grab onto something. And you pull out, and as you pull it out, the eyes gray as the fish dies, and you pull a battle axe out of the fish. Oh, not a whoopee cushion? Oh, yeah, go, a battle axe. Hey, guys, I think there's a pattern emerging here. Clicky, you reckon you can come up with two more fish? Of course. And she... dropped it into the party sheet looks at the the other fish and you can you can just hear this this war it was a little louder it could as well be a bear growling coming from her stomach but first and she's looking at the fish longingly at this point volan having taken one of the knives he will have gotten a good fire going by this time and he'll start using one of the mess kits and he'll have put the fillets in there and he'll have the one pan ready because within an hour that one fish will be already starting to bubble and savory scents will be coming from it as it cooks on the fire i'm doing my best to ignore that smell actually you can give me a constitution check to see if you can ignore it, Thorn, and continue to focus on what you're focusing on. You do manage to ignore it. And I shall start sewing or weaving. It doesn't smell like much anyway because it's untreated saltwater fish. They don't have much of a smell. Freshwater fish. Yes. Sorry. That's what I meant to say. And Volan, he passes over a bit of cooked fillet and starts carrying around a, a slice of cooked fillet to each of you guys as you're doing doing your thing. And then he starts preparing the, the second fish as well. So you are having, Thorn, a hard time getting this, but you manage to mix up a substance that sort of works, but it's 
thick and it's extremely gooey. You know that you can make markings on your parchment with it, but you might have to use the other parchment to press it to keep it in place because it's not a proper ink. Well, I've got I've got six or so parchments with me, so I can certainly do that. Okay. So you can go back and give me your Arcana check. Arcana check. Oh dear. <laughs> An eight. All right. You make. I'm just thinking here, Arcana check is probably not the right one for this actually. To trace to trace the sigils. I suppose you could still use our cartographer tools for that as well. Yeah, so let's change that. So from a minus one to a plus five, so it's fourteen. Okay, so you managed to trace the seven sigils, and I mean you're looking there, the eighth one, if you're not sure if it's a sigil or not, because it just it does not seem to have the same... Actually, give me a nature check. Nature check? Oh, equally terrible. Yeah, you're actually able to tell. I mean, the reason why it doesn't look like the other sigils is you can see that the roots and whatnot have been broken, purposely broken. And they've never grown back together again. Which seems strikes you as a little bit odd. So you think that that probably was an eighth sigil, but it has been broken for some reason or other. Okay, so I can't ascertain exactly how the sigil is. Not specifically, but maybe someone else might be able to figure it out. Maybe it's not one of you guys, maybe someone more learned and studied. But you do mark down seven, eight sigils, the eighth being the broken one. Um, okay, so I can put a parchment down saying... Um uh, sigils from uh, wooded glade, I guess. Yep, from the forest glade. So it's a te teleportation circle, for want of a better term. Yep. Okay, and I used what two parchments? Yep. Okay. And so basically, you drew the concentric circles and where the sigils are to the best of your ability with a, a fourteen. So that will take you the better part of. An hour to create that ink, another hour to trace that as best as you can with your funky ink. Okay. In that second hour, Volan would have readily been able to cook the second fish. You, Norbit, trying to fashion a sling from the silk rope, cutting off a bit so you can say that you cut five feet of that silk rope off. It is, I'm going to say you've made a sling, but it was so poorly done that every time you make a ranged attack with it, it's going to be at disadvantage. It's okay, it's not for me, it's for someone else. <laughs> <laughs> I'll put it to the party sheet, but I got to, I got to make a note on it. Sorry. You, you go on, possible. Klinger took about five seconds to eat the entire fillet or fillet by just 
scooping it up with her beak and looking up to the sky and gulping it down like a bird does and then she just moved on and went back to the to the pond to hopefully catch a third fish so it says here that from a 10 pound fish allows you to obtain five pounds of harvestable meat and the five pounds is equivalent to I know it says how many rations that is. Just give me a second here. So the five pounds will be the equivalent of two rations. So with the two fish, you've now the hunger in your belly. It subsided a bit. You are no longer your stomach just craving. Um, so you're feeling much better. Not fully nourished, but you're feeling a lot better. And so you are going to try again, you said, Click? Mm-hmm. To do this again, this would be... Okay, well, actually, give me another survival roll and we'll see. <laughs> Ridiculous. All right. Natural 20. With the success of the first two, you feel extremely confident and you walk into the pool, searching quickly, looking for that, a dark pool. And once more, you stick your hands and give me your percentile roll. Because it was a natural 20, I want to come out with two fish. We'll see. Okay. Probably depends on what sort of fish it is with that. Probably going to come out with a blue wild. A six this time. Okay. Okay, just let me finish typing this. So pull down that attack is at disadvantage. Alright, I put the entry, the sling. The sling by Norbit is inside the party sheet now. This time, as you're digging around in there, it doesn't take you very long to slowly sink your hands in and you grasp at the head of something and you grab it at the body and you pull it out and it's not as heavy as the catfish was and you pull out a slithering and shaking eel into your hands. An eight-pound eel. What are you going to do? Eels totally live in schools. So I'm going to reach in again and try to find a second one. <laughs> All right. Absolutely not true, by the way. I don't think eels live in schools. But maybe it had a mating partner. You'll have to do another survival check. Oh. Yeah, the 20 doesn't get you a second. This time around, holding the eel, it's still flapping around in your left hand. Easy, reaching your right hand down into there with this certainty that, oh, it's a school, it's a school. And you cannot touch anything in that hole. So after 15 minutes, you bring back a squirming eel in your hand. Yeah, and you, she hands it to Thorn, right? Sure. Because Volan is not here, so he's not getting one, or at least he's getting one later. <laughs> <laughs> SOL. That's how it works. It is how it works. And same as before, Thorn, this intimate connection, as this, that you look into the eyes of this eel, 
you feel as as the others that this the this fish's eyes pierce your soul and the eel's mouth opens and you can't you just are unable to stop yourself from reaching in and once more you put your hand in this time you put your hand all the way up to your shoulder and you grasp onto something and you pull out as the eel's eyes go gray as it dies and you pull a short bow out shorter than what I was after, but still sufficient. Sorry, just teasing you. <laughs> <laughs> oh my god, what the heck? Where did you get this eel from? And as you guys think about this, Thorn and Norbit, that connection, that profound connection, when you've seen that fish's eyes pierce your soul, you know deep down, somewhere deep down inside of you, you know that this fish was providing a meeting a need that you had in two different ways one for your belly and one for something else norbert seeing that clicker failed to get one is going to um have a crack at it himself so he's going to wander up to the edge of the water and because he can hold his breath for an hour he's just going to wander into the water and see if he can catch something okay And Clicker sits, Clicker sits down to eat the second fillet. With woolen cooking and whatnot. One second. So give me your survival check, Norbit. Oh, yes. Another natural thing. One minute. Okay. As I got to take you into a private channel there in orbit. As you dive into the water, going below the surface, and strange how this pond is deep enough that you could actually dive into the water. As you dive into the water and letting your eyes, I mean, it's dim light coming through in the canopy of this place, and you can't see in the dark so you see flashes of silver as fish streak in front of you as you slowly start swimming your way down looking for the deep hole that clicker had been talking about and as you swim a symbol flashes in front of your eyes okay and as that symbol flashes in front of your eyes the symbol begins to change and from within that symbol, you see the symbol begins to morph and fold in on itself. And as it folds in on itself, the glowing symbol of, of radiant light seems to take on colors and shape. And then before you, you see the following. And you feel an extremely profound, profound connection. And all you can hear inside your mind is Lady of Sirens. Is this the one that you sent me the other day? And you recognize that as something that Mr. Miyagi taught you as one of the names for Yamaja. 
Right, and I know lots about her, don't I? You know that, from what I said to you and sent to you, so these are the things you would have known having been taught to you by Mr. Miyagi. But the name Lady of Sirens comes to you, and through the connections and, and teachings of Mr. Miyagi, you connect it with Yamaja, and you think, holy shit. But it is just a brief vision as it ripples in the water, and as quickly as you've seen the symbol, which morphed into the shape of this woman, it fades as well. Right. Do I recognize that um, that symbol there as anything that was inside of the concentric, concentric circles? No. You did not see that symbol inside the concentric circles. And this is, this is Lady Yamaja, and so I'd need to go and find the one that you sent me about her. Is that right? What? Sorry? What? You sent me some stuff about someone I was going to meet two weeks ago, four weeks ago. Oh, okay, two weeks ago. So, no. I sent you the information about who is Yamaja because you were like, in the previous session, you were like, I don't know who Yamaja is. In fact, you would know who Yamaja is. Well. Because Mr. Miyagi lived off of the sea. The sea was very important to him. You Fishing is something that you're used to, and in fact, if you had a fishing pole, life would be a lot easier. Okay, so this is Yamaja. I shall try and remember that. Yep. Okay. Any questions? No, because the question I'm going to ask you, I'm going to ask you when we get back, and then it's to recount the story of Yamaja as, uh, as much as I know. Okay. Well, you can look it up in the your Discord channel, and, and you can regurgitate whatever you want to regurgitate. I've got to go figure out where it is now. Just go into your... So, here. There you go. You should see things showing up in Discord that is your channel with me. Okay. Should have popped up on the left sidebar. Yeah, got it. Just going to go find it. So I'll drag you back, but give me a minute before you talk. Okay, we're back. So you guys watched as Norbert dived into the water and you're like, maybe you were laughing a little bit. Maybe you're thinking, good Lord, how is he, why is he diving into the water? But you're surprised as he disappears below the surface and you're sitting there and, and I mean, you don't think much of it. You get back to whatever activities you were doing. Minute passes, two minute passes, three minutes pass. Half an hour passes before Norbert finally resurfaces. He does not have any fish. Well, guys, that was interesting. You will never guess who I saw in the lake. Ha ha! It was Yamaja of the Waters. Um, someone that I have known about for years. Oh. You guys can give me religion checks. Religion checks. Yep. Yeah. 
Yeah, Clicker, you know Yamaja is... You know that the name is associated with a goddess of the of the sea. Yeah. Thorn, yeah, you... The name, you know, it's like an itch that you're trying to scratch and you can't quite place it. Let's see how Vola does. You want me to roll or will you roll? Oh, I can roll. Was it religion? Yeah, religion. Oh yeah, he totally knows that she's the goddess of the sea as well. What? Business. You know, goddess of the sea. You remember her? Oh, what? I, I don't deal with water too much. Uh, goddess of the sea, stunning, good-looking lady. Walks around with a with a with a staff. Looks like a fishing pole. Got a little thong wrapped around it. Volan, do you know what he's talking about? And he also recounts a little bit of what he knows about the goddess, very similar to what Norbert knows as well. Very consistent. Although he knows one other thing is that, according to his people. Yamaja was supposedly imprisoned by some other goddess up north. Baker tilts her head, looks at Norbit. Do you like humans? Do I like what? Do you like humans? Do you like humans, he's saying? Oh, yes. Yes, I like I like everybody. She's saying, I should say. Victor slits her eyes a little bit and untils her head. I'm um, having... Have, having um, seen her in there, I'm going to go out into the middle of the... Yeah, guys, I'm going to go out into the middle of the lake and uh, just have a look at that... Uh, the cage and, and see if perhaps she's trapped in there and if she's I'm going to try and set her free who's trapped in whale Yamaja I thought I thought you you met her there underwater I saw a, a vision of her underwater and for you Norbert it seemed like you were just in the water for less than a minute you just don't sound like you're making sense. Uh, you didn't hit your head, did you? I know. Went in the water, saw a vision of Yamaja, forgot about getting a fish. A couple of minutes later, came out of the water, told you guys, I'm going to go back and see if she's got something to do with that cage. Hanging off the arm. Uh, okay. Can, can you just stand here? Uh, I'm going to check, check your temperature. Now, can you cough to the side? Clicker also gets up and starts moving towards the pond, waiting for Norbert, though. What's the problem? Uh, well, y your temperature's fine. Um, how many fingers am I holding up? Seven. Um, well, that's not quite right. It's uh, six fingers and a thumb, but you're close. Yeah, near enough. <laughs> Good. <laughs> If you ask me to bend over, it ain't gonna happen. I can tell you that now. <laughs> oh, okay, um, you head on out there, then. I'll, I'll keep an eye out from the shore. Okay. So with that, I am going to walk out into the middle of the lake, which I can do, until I get to the 
well, not walk. You would walk a little bit and then you would have to swim. So it's not far. Clicker, are you swimming with him? Yeah, when Norbit arrives, she's also taking a jump into the water. Climb on my back and just sit on Michelle if you like. I should iterate too that this pond is not enormous in any fashion at all. It is surprising that you could find two 10-pound catfish and an 8-pound eel in a pond that's not so big. So you swim out 25 feet to get to this little thing, and you can see that the lamppost is on an island that is like a stalagmite that goes down to <clears throat> down into the pond. And But it's, it's enough that you can stand up if you're holding onto the lamppost and and, <clears throat> and stand up on that little bit of land that it's connected to. How tall are you, Norbit and Clicker? I think Clicker, you said you're five foot something. One seventy-eight means, in imperial terms, five ten. I'm five eight. So both of you guys are able then. Howard, what are you, Norbert? You're four foot? No. My foot eye. Five foot, yeah, okay. You both are able, as you sw you swim up and out of the water, you pull yourselves up and you look, and inside the inside the the, the black birdcage, you see a silvery-haired, tiny female sprite, all dressed in black. She lays on the bottom of the cage, and she does not move. Um, does she look dead? Does she look dead? Is she breathing? Give me a medicine check. Is she pining for the fjords? <laughs> Is she pushing up daisies? Looking into the medicine, looking into the bird cage, Norbit, you are not able to tell. I'm going to gently blow on her. Ligger is also bending downwards and looking closer. Her. Shoot her with the short bow? <laughs> no, 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 no. I was testing. I was testing. Okay. To see if the effect was uh, actually being effective. I'm Mick and I play Norbit. Hi, my name is Ryan, also known as Unlucky Geek on Mixer. I'll be playing the Trollkin Warlock named Valen. Hello, my name is Atua, and I will be playing Thorn, the Tiefling Bard. This is Ivan, I'm 28, and I'm the community manager of Hammerdog Games. And I'm going to be playing Clicker, a Ravenfolk locksmith. And then there is me. I am Dagaba, and you're listening to a Crimson Nib podcast. You can follow me on Twitter at Crimson Nib, or at Facebook.com slash Crimson Nib. If you've enjoyed what you've heard, Please rate and review me on Google Podcasts, iTunes, or wherever you get your podcasts. So until next time, good people, adieu.